Welcome back to the Scarce Podcast. This is your host, Mike, and my co-host, Scott. How are you doing today, buddy? I am I am definitely doing something. Doing something? I've had a long morning. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so I had to go in and reset up and re-establish a lot of things on my computer. It kind of... Prime um, Premiere Pro wasn't opening. All my Adobe products were not functioning. So I had to figure out what the, the error code was. And it took yeah. me about three to four hours to get it running before I could do any more like editing or anything. Jesus Christ. So that's how my morning's been functioning. I can't really say that my uh, my morning has been that bad. Long process. I, yeah, I played I played Cyberpunk, so <laughs> very, um, different. very different kind of morning. I was getting cyberpunked. <laughs> True. So today we're going to be doing a uh, our first quick carnage of a new release movie, a relatively new release movie, uh, and that will be Malignant. Would you like to explain what Malignant is, Scott? Malignant is the new James Wan film. It's now, I'd say, a pretty undervalued release so far. It has not done too hot, even though it's done by a fantastic director who has easily been the most influential director of the 2000s and I agree. you know the pandemic maybe or just other films coming around that are more exciting to a general audience this film has it hasn't had as many viewers as I wish it would yeah it doesn't help that they released it on HBO Max same day so people were just like well I'll just watch it at home Yeah. so sucks but that's the reality of this year thankfully they said that they're not doing that next year at all yeah Malignant so. is about a little girl originally who had an imaginary friend of sorts that was causing a lot of problems, having killing sprees, <laughs> causing a lot of issues, and as she grows up, she's in a very, let's say, not-so-hot relationship. Things unwind. This imaginary friend comes back. Horror ensues. People die cops try to get to the bottom of it and this is the film that's luckily his, uh, pretty much all of that is in the trailer too so yeah i mean like that's pretty much the only bit i can give of it without getting too in depth with the story yeah once once you start to there there are very very certain things in the movie where if you even kind of passingly mention it you just spoil something yes like it's a very difficult film to talk about like it's not it's not unlike other movies that Juan has done, like the one that we're going to be talking about later today. Uh, he has those movies sometimes where like the twist is you have to dance around everything to talk about the movie to begin with, and like it's definitely one of those. Yes. How would you describe your experience watching it? Because you and I had separate experiences. I watched it at home on HBO Max, and you watched it in the theater. Yeah, so I went to the theater to watch it, and I was one of two people in the theater. Sadly, that I knew I knew this wasn't going to do very well. That moment when I walked in, when it was just me and one other dude. But um, I mean, I was having I went through a lot of emotions while watching this because it starts out as a very different movie than the way it ends. <laughs> like it starts out as like traditional one, or not traditional one, but what you think of probably as you know spooky Juan back in the day and it transitions into modern Juan later later on in the film and 
you know, we discussed this before and you, you said it perfectly. Like, this is a perfect marriage of Juan's filmography in one film. I think that's a pretty good description of it. But I, I was hooting and hollering and having a blast in theaters. I will say, when the film starts up, the very beginning of it is very unsettling. And then the more you get throughout the film, um, I don't think I'm spoiling anything by saying, like, the killer's name in this film is called Gabriel. That's in the trailer. Yeah, so when they introduce him, the first 20 minutes or so or 30 minutes of just him is genuinely pretty terrible. Like, there's, there's a lot of horror going on, very unsettling. When I was watching it at home, I was like, man, I'm very envious you saw this in theaters because, like, this would be very nerve-wracking for some of these scenes. Yeah. And I think it's funny because when you get later on, it becomes very action-heavy. And I almost forgot how terrifying some of the beginning scenes are because I'm, I'm sitting there on my bed like, you know, this would be pretty tough to get through in a theater. And then as I'm finishing the movie, I'm just like, okay, this is a lot of fun. Yeah. It's, it's crazy because it goes from that, you know, spooky, more like insidious conjuring kind of movie to very much not that. Yeah. Um, more, more so in, in the realm of stuff like, I'd say, his like, like, I don't want to compare it to Aquaman, but it, it, it can get almost as silly as, as Aquaman does. Yeah. Especially but not, the not as a negative scene. Yeah, like not as a negative. No. Yeah, like the silliness is is really really works for the movie in my opinion. And I've seen a lot of people online, a lot of people, people who are <clears throat> older, let's just say that, who are just like this is like the worst movie I've ever seen. It's so fucking ridiculous. And it's like that's the point. That's the point, guys. <laughs> I'm also like I'm in I'm in a couple of Giallo groups on Facebook, and they're like this isn't a Giallo. It's 100% styled after Giallo, and if you think otherwise, I don't think you're paying attention to the movie. And I think that's brilliant. I love that. It's so cool to put Giallo in a mainstream movie. Or Giallo style, stylish flourishes. I will say, I do think the big action sequence does take away some in the grand scheme of the film, but it doesn't weigh the film down, should I say? Like, if you want to have traditional horror and then have action implements in films, I think that's very necessary nowadays, especially for audiences. But yeah, I think when that action scene happens, I'm just like, this is a lot to get through. Like compared yeah. to the beginning, this is very much a different type of film. I'm glad the director had a lot of fun on it. I think the beginning of it works really well, but there's a certain point where things change. Where I'm like, okay. it goes full tilt. You're really yeah. just, you're really, you're not jumping the shark. You put a fucking saddle on the shark and you're riding its back through the ocean. Like, I think, coincidentally, something has happened in Aquaman. I did but, uh, on purpose. Okay, cool. But uh, I, I think that he kind of lays the groundwork for that sequence earlier in the movie for with a foot chase that definitely plays more like an action sequence yeah. than a, you know, a, a thrilling suspense sequence. So it, it didn't like, it didn't feel like it hit me nearly as as out of left field as it did a lot of people yeah but at the same time though it does it, it's not a sequence that ramps up it is zero to a hundred yeah that's, and as soon that's as kind it, of the thing as soon as it hits a hundred it doesn't stop for like seven minutes yeah. and it's awesome and i wonder how i'm gonna feel about it if i re- when i rewatch the film but i know that in the theater me and the other guy that 
was in the theater, we were hooting and hollering and having an absolute blast. And as as the the film has ruminated in my head, I have not liked it any less than I, think, I did when I left the I theater. I think that helps a lot though, because like this film is a film that's meant to be viewed in the theater. You know what I mean? Like that's an experience that I feel like if you're watching it at home, you're not getting the full effect of it. Like yeah, when that you're not tra- as when that scene transitions, it's just like on a big screen with surround sound, it'll be a lot more immersive and you'll be able to digest it easier, I feel. Yeah, you're definitely less immersed at home, I would argue. Unless you have like a, a nice home theater system and a big TV. But so, even then, it's still a different ambiance. So if you had to say the biggest plus in the film and the biggest negative, what would they be? There's a lot of pluses. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Um, you, you could ran, run through like just short amounts a of like this is good this is good this is good but what do you think yeah. is the biggest one i mean we talked about that finale and the twist is also just really well handled uh annabelle wallace the the, the leading actress in the movie does a fucking awesome job she's so good in this so uh sympathetic and her relationship with her sister also the actress the actress who plays her sister is really is really good and I just like the way that this movie peels back the layers as it goes on. It, again, it reminds me of the movie we're going to talk about today, Saw, uh, later on. You know, it's a movie that as it goes on, you learn more and more and more and more. And it doesn't take its time to the point where it's like you, you just want to hear the nuggets. Like you're, you're getting them at the perfect time as the movie's progressing. Biggest negative, some of the dialogue is pretty rough. There's a couple of, of moments in the film that they definitely could have probably rewritten those dialogues so it, they, they didn't hit like a sledgehammer. And there was one particular delivery in the film that actually had me laughing because of how like matter of fact this like giant revelation bomb that this person drops on someone is. I think you know what, what I'm talking about. Yeah. Just like, hey, I'm this. And it's just like, <laughs> okay wow because you could tell that the other person doesn't know this mm-hmm. and she's just like oh yeah yeah definitely yep that's what that's what it was and they're like what the fuck what so i think probably, my, that's probably it yeah i think my biggest plus would have to be the, the the build in the film i love the way it builds up very naturally things start to come together and it feels very strong the way juan sets up things that are so surreal or just in general like such like supernatural elements that feel like they don't work but he makes them function perfectly in his films like i don't like a spoiler to say like the way gabriel communicates is awesome i really find that amazing and i don't at all think like this is too hokey or crazy i'm just completely into it yeah and i think his immersion has only gotten better as years go on and it's not like he ever started off bad he always started strong but you know a film like this that is so fundamentally wild, I'm still fully attached, ready to listen and hear what's going on in this film. Yeah. I think the biggest negative to me is that sometimes things fall flat as they're getting to another scene. Like, when you transition between some characters, the way the character resolves in an instance just feels like it doesn't matter because we have to get to the next scene. I've mentioned before, there's a scene where the sister character goes somewhere and it feels like it's a very tense atmosphere. And then immediately in the next scene, 
you know, some stuff happens, and when you come back to the sister character, she's out of that tense scene, and it feels like nothing happened, and it just felt tense for no reason. Yeah, it feels like there's a whole sequence that was supposed to be set in that place that was just gone. Yeah. Also, I very minor, but there's a scene with a bunch of characters. You know what I'm talking about? Near the end, before the big action scene? Mm, in one yep. area. What fucking time period is this supposed to be? Because some of them are just in, like, from the 70s. Some of them are just, like, from the 80s. And I'm like... Well, well I think... They, they, well, they have iPhones, so... I, yeah, I know I know what it's supposed to be, obviously. But, like, why but are some of these people though. dressed up like this? It's very <laughs> much like, oh... Yeah. Did you go? Did you all come from a fucking costume party? Like, what's I don't know, going man. on? I, I don't know, man. I've never been to Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. I. It's it, not even that. Like, it's part of that like silliness. Mm-hmm. But even the way that they talk. Oh. Again, again, it's a line. Like I said, like some of the lines are are pretty rough, and it's like some of the stuff that they say. I'm like. Yeah. Okay. I okay. Whatever. One of the things, like, like we, I don't know how I didn't bring this up as one of my positives is just the look of the movie. Oh, it looks like fantastic. The, the way that it, it 100% styles after Giallo movies, you know, with Gabriel's look as a killer, he has a signature weapon that is filmed like a Giallo movie would film, like, almost like weapon porn. His introduction this, scene this where, where he's suiting up is one of my favorite scenes of yeah. the year. I love the way it's shot and it's edited. It's like, I, I can't see how you can't see how that is a giallo scene when he's he's literally wearing the black gloves, he's got the black hat, he's got the trench coat, and he's got the fucking distinct shiny weapon. Completely masked it's, throughout most of the yeah, film. It's definitely a giallo movie. Yeah. Um, well, it's definitely homaging giallo yeah and i think i brought when we when we were talking before i had brought it up and i was trying to remember what movie i was i was thinking of visually this kind of reminds me of blood and black lace by mario baba yeah so i was like that automatically because i love blood and black lace um so that automatically endears me to the movie more but the cinematography is fantastic as as with most wand movies i would say the the visuals are off the chain the lighting is great the use of color is great. You know, there's a lot of striking imagery. And color movie. is a perfect example of how it's done. That's a giallo. Yeah, you can he tell uses like more I, color than usual. Yeah, I got again Baba and um, Argento-ish vibes. Not, you know, you see people being like, "Oh, you see a little bit of color in a frame, and it's an Argento movie." It's not an Argento movie. It's how the color it, surrounds the frame. It's how the color is yeah. the focal point. And you can tell that Juan is showing affection for this subgenre of horror. Yeah. So, I, I love that this is just a. I, it's not a big budget, but it, you know, even a, a mid-budget, giant Hollywood giallo film, as well as just kooky, out of its mind action movie towards the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, this is just. It's not a movie that you you get really like. No. Especially, especially not nowadays. from a, a major studio, you know, giving forty million dollars to a director. Obviously, he gave them a billion dollar movie with Aquaman. So. You know, one for me, one for you, but it's still just wild that a studio is like, "Yeah, I'll make this." <laughs> like, this is a, this is a hard sell. Yeah. If it I wasn't one, I don't think this would have got made. That, that's it right there. I, the reason it happened is because we have the most pro- prolific horror director of the modern century, and they've given him hit after hit after hit, and he's like, "You know, I want to give my dues to what gave me my inspirations in the first place." 
and he makes a yeah. film like this, and we don't get enough of that, but it's great to have things like this come out every now and again and just, like, surprise us. Yeah, I, I just, I love this fucking movie. I think this is a blast. Any other final thoughts you want to give on it? Uh, this is my fourth favorite movie of 2021. So, you know, that should tell you everything. <laughs> Honestly, I, I love this. Well, I think it would tell people more things if they had a full list of your 2021. True, true, but again, like, you know, out of all the movies released this year that I've seen, and I've seen a decent chunk of them, four is pretty fucking high yeah <laughs> so yeah I, I, I think give this a 9.5 honestly i think i love this so much I the think... dialogue doesn't hurt it nearly enough for me because it's it's not like it's frequent mm-hmm. so i love this i i would personally give it like an 8.5 i think when we've mentioned this before the big problem to me is the rewatchability on it and yeah. with the way the film ends, I don't have an interest to watch it anytime soon. And if I don't have an interest to watch it anytime soon, that really showcases to me that, like, this is a great movie and I think it's really well crafted. But if I could take my time on it, I have a hard time giving it such a super positive score. Yeah. But I think it is a so wonderfully made film. I think people should check it out and form their own opinions on it. Is it a little bit more difficult of an entry than other films? Yes, especially for a horror genre. But I think, you know, if you're a fan of the genre, check it out and make your own opinion and see how you feel about it. I agree. So, I think that's our nice little quick carnage on Malignant. Both had a good time. Hopefully you check it out. You have a good time too. And hopefully we'll be able to do more quick carnages for newer releases and have it more at an appropriate time when the movie releases. (laughs) Not having to re-record it for the second time. Yeah, audio, very nice. Love working with Yeah, you. love audio. It's really great when you can hear the podcast. Yeah. So Fucking thanks again for tuning in. You know, we'll see you later. Check out Malignant. We'll catch you later. Bye bye.